And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. I'm Aaron Richards, your host for today. I'm joined here at the Damascus Media Studio with my uh, co-host today, Noah Gilchrist. Hey, Noah. Hello. For those of you who don't know, Noah works with me here at Damascus every day and, and Dan Demite, our, our co-host who's sadly missing today. And Noah is our, is our local director of outreach, um, really working to carry the message that we, that we speak, that we preach here at Damascus to the masses, um, back in parish, back in schools. And uh, I'm pumped, Noah, for, for today's show. Are you excited? Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, today, we've got an awesome show for you. We want to we kick off in prayer, but first, I need to tell you about the show. Beyond Damascus is the story of where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus, as you all know, is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio, and it's carried all across the global EWTN Catholic Radio network. And uh, we're, we're so excited. You know, the story of St. Paul, when Paul encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, his life was transformed forever. And uh, that encounter didn't just translate into him becoming a good person. Christian and going to Mass and falling into a community, although that would have been awesome. But uh, God's mission for us is that we wouldn't live just a life of, you know, quote-unquote discipleship, but discipleship's nothing without missionary discipleship. And, uh, and, and we join together in mission, and, and disciples on mission is what we're about. St. Paul was launched into a, an incredible missionary life, and as we respond to, to that message, oh man, life is, uh, life is an adventure— when we're together with the Lord on mission, right, Noah? Amen. Yeah. Today, today we'll be centered in this in this um, in this message of Jesus from Luke chapter uh, fifteen. But uh, we'll open up today's show in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, you love your church. You love your bride. You love each one of us, your sheep. Jesus, you are our good shepherd, and we love you. And God, we want more and more of you every day in our lives. And you send us out, we're your hands, we're your feet. We're the ones that you've chosen to be about your work of discipleship. Even now as we're praying, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm sensing the heart of our listeners, for those of you who have heard this message before, but who are hungry because your own family hasn't caught it, or your own friends haven't caught it. You know, sometimes those words of discipleship, Lord, can, uh, can strike us as accusation, um, and can, you know, can, can inspire a sense of guilt as opposed to a sense of excitement and adventure as the Lord wills. Jesus, I pray that in today's show that you'll call us into a greater understanding of your heart and your desire to, to transform the world and to transform the world through us. Jesus, you want to build your kingdom here and you want to use us to build it. I pray that you'd open hearts today, that we could receive your call to be evangelists in every day and in every minute. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Man, I'm excited for today's show. We've got, we've got some incredible guests today, and, uh, and, and I want to root us here first. Noah, what do you do day in and day out here in our work as in outreach at Damascus? Yeah, so as the local director here at Damascus, my goal is to take the encounter and experience that the youth are having on our retreats that uh, they're partaking in and actually help them transition into a lifestyle. So our goal is to be the follow-up for the encounter and experience that they have on-site so that they can go out and they can actually live this thing day in and day out in yeah. their families, in their schools, in their communities, in their parishes. And so 
that's our goal is that we would work with them, that we would send our missionaries into the parishes and schools so that they would actually be able to to model that lifestyle, to be able to model the lifestyle of Christianity, the, the lifestyle of Catholicism, and show them that this isn't just a one-time thing, but that it's an everyday lifestyle. That's great. Yeah, for any of our listeners who are unfamiliar with the work of Damascus, so we're a, we're a, a campus, a ministry up, up here, an apostolate up here in Centerburg, Ohio, right in the center of the state of Ohio. And our mission is to awaken, empower, and to equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith through world-class programs in an environment of encounter. And we believe that, that as we bring people here to our, how do we do that? We do that through awesome summer camps and through retreats and conferences for schools and for individuals and for families. And um, man, it's life-changing work. It's so exciting. So mm-hmm. uh, Noah, Noah, you're the guy who's, who's responsible for really equipping our missionaries to carry the message back out into the parishes so that when, when a school group comes here on retreat, for example, we're not just going to the mountaintop and then being left high and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, but we're, we're going to the mountaintop. We're experiencing a life-changing encounter with Jesus. We're being charged for mission. And then we're actually, we're actually taking it back through your work, um, back into the schools, through Bible studies, through uh, you know, teaching in, in religion classrooms, through small groups after school, through hanging out at recess and just creating an environment of enjoy in our, in our classrooms or, or in our, our high school youth ministry groups, right? Amen. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute blast too. The kids, uh, they just need someone in their life who, who can show them that this thing is possible. I think that's the biggest point is just um, when, you, when the missionaries show up, it's just a sign of hope. And, and that's something that's so important for every individual, um, yeah. but especially for the youth that have seen the, the, the glory of God through, through spending time with Jesus in the Eucharist here at camp. And then knowing that they can do the same thing at their parishes and seeing the missionaries partake in that with them is such a powerful, uh, for lack of better words, just a powerful witness. Yeah, them, so. and, and that message shouldn't sound contrary to the Christian faith, right? I mean, this is, this is the work of Jesus, that the church is nothing without a mission for evangelization. That, that, uh, the, the church, our, our, our hierarchy speaks time and time again that our church is a church on mission. We're a people on mission. We're a pilgrim church, right? That, that we're oriented toward building the kingdom here on earth. And... Uh, and, and that means finding every last one, every last member of this body and bringing them back into relationship with Jesus. It's so important. Uh, it's so important for our mission. Why? Because where would we be if, if that wasn't the orientation that somebody had toward us, right? Um, where would, where would I, we wouldn't have Beyond Damascus, that's for sure. You wouldn't have St. Gabriel Radio. You wouldn't have EWTN if, if not for the fact that at one point um, there was, there was a, a, a man or woman who, who had in their mind a prompting from the Lord that led to sharing a gospel message that convicted a heart that, that brought healing to brokenness and that brought mission um, out of complacency. And, and that's, that's truly the message of Jesus. I keep, I keep talking about it, but we're going to go there. Luke chapter 15, verse 4, Jesus says in this parable, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends and neighbors together and he says, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. That's a powerful gospel message. And I, I think, gosh, I don't want to point any fingers, but I think for a lot of times our, our Catholic ministries, whether it's Catholic schools, whether it's parishes, even, even youth ministry programs, you know, and I'm, I'm pointing the finger at myself too, that, that our heart isn't here. Um, that we get, you know, we get so comfortable with the 99. 
that that we're trying to you know create strategies for how do I serve the 99 better and how do I um, how you know number 98 looks a little bored let's let's jump in there and um, let, let's let's jump in and engage in, 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 and all that's really necessary and all that's really important right uh, one one piece that often goes unsaid in this in this gospel reading is that Jesus is assuming he already has the 99 mm-hmm. right. So Jesus has already succeeded at, at, at the work of evangelization in this in this in this parable. Um, and the sad reality is that you know that, that that's not where most of our most of our parishes, most of our schools are. But um, man, that that work of evangelization and outreach, God, give us a heart that we would be so hungry for your children that we wouldn't settle even with a with a ninety nine percent filled church. God, that we wouldn't settle with a ninety nine percent Catholic school. Um, but Lord, that we would pursue that one. And um, Noah, that's that's a tall task, right? Definitely, yeah. And I think I think such a big piece you were talking about uh, just the ninety nine and how do we serve the ninety nine? And I know I even get caught up in my own role about those who were serving and saying, "Well, we got you know these five kids who had this experience, and that was really good. And how do we serve them and make a group with them?" And like you said, that's so important. Yeah. But what about making those five kids? Uh, rather equipping those five kids to have the ability to go grab the 50 other kids in the oh, class. Oh, man. And that's that's the focus that we need to have is much less of, well, how do we serve and, and really bring these these five into the fold? They've been brought into the fold because they've given their life to Christ. Now what we have to do is say, yes, we need to continually form you, continue to show you the way that, that this life is supposed to be lived out. But let's start with actually the main reason why we live this life out in the first place, and that's actually mission. And so how do we how do we – Turn these kids around after they've encountered Christ and immediately say, now go. Yeah. Go and, and, and bring those 50 other kids in your class into the same encounter because what was good for you is going to be good for them. Amen. And, and that's, yeah, Jesus wants to encounter all of them. Yeah. And today we've got, uh, we've, we've got a couple guests that, that, that they live this day in and day out. And that, that go mentality, that mission mentality is what they're born and bred from. And uh, I'm so excited to, uh, to, to bring them to the show today. We're going to take a short break, and right after the break, we're going to have um, Justin Fatika from Hard as Nails Ministry and two of his missionaries with us, Leah and Jacob, and they're going to be sharing their story of how this ministry is truly transforming the church in a call, a lived call to powerful missionary evangelization. We'll be right back after the break. Listeners to Catholic Radio, I think, benefit most, at least initially, from what I call remedial catechesis. What Catholic Radio does is it uh, becomes an echo chamber for the teaching authority of the Catholic Church. And what we're doing is teaching many things which uh, have been neglected over the last 40, 50 years. If you listen to Catholic Radio, you know what the Catholic Church teaches. Al Cresta thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. Check out EWTN's official YouTube channel. Just follow the link on our homepage at EWTN.com or go to YouTube.com slash EWTN. Watch EWTN's live shows or today's homily from the Daily Mass. Click the upload button to see our most recent clips. You can also find all of EWTN YouTube content by clicking the playlist button. It's all on the official EWTN YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash EWTN. Visit today. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. And like I promised, friends, today we've got some awesome guests here on the show. We've got 
from Hard as Nails Ministries, Justin Fatika, and two awesome missionaries, Leah and Jacob. Let's give them a round of applause and welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Welcome, Justin. Welcome. Um, Jacob's on the mic right now. Uh, Thank you for having us there. Thanks. Yeah. Aaron, no. Oh, yeah. You're looking yeah. good there. No, we, we got to give Let's it up to you guys. Come on. Thank you. Know, you. looking you. good here. Look at this guy. I try. All right. Um, friends, let's give us a shot, man. Tell, tell us, what is, what is Hard as Nails Ministries? Well, it's a mission to awaken the world to the power of God's love. Similar to, you know, we're very similar, Damascus and ourselves, which is so great to have. Uh, that's what I love about working with you. Because uh, my kids, actually, for all the uh, viewers out there, EWTN, you might know my show, You're Amazing. Uh, <laughs> and all the people out there that know it and uh, get encouraged by it. Damascus is an unbelievable place. I send my kids to your camp, as you know, Aaron. And yes. I, if you know me, I wouldn't send my kids anywhere that I didn't <laughs> trust. So all of you viewers out there, make sure you can trust this camp. It's an unbelievable place. Send your kids, all right? Send your grandkids. It's an unbelievable place. And I can, I can say that because my kids have had experiences and encounters like our mission, that they have those encounters. My own kids have had encounters with Christ. So thank you for that yeah, mission. Yeah, you bet. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, our, our vision, though, is to create a world where no one suffers alone. Can you imagine that? That's a can you imagine? What, that's our big <clears throat> vision. That every town you go to in this country, that you could say, is somebody suffering alone? Take them. To a heart as nails, community, hmm. group, what have you. And that, that's, our, that's our vision. And, and what we, how we do that is through four pillars. One, we evangelize on mission. Go out. And we want people to say yes to Christ. Then we reach out specifically, like yourselves, to young people. Because we believe that youth will awaken the adults to the power of God's love. Amen. That young <laughs> people get the message. Like last night, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the first kid to get up? We got... Hundred over a hundred adults at this event last night at a church, <laughs> and we probably had about 30, 40, 50 kids at it, right? So it was more yeah. of an adult event. And who's the first one to get up? The 12 year old, yeah, to share how much he loves his mother, how much he wants to care for God, care for others, because youth can do that. So, and then we also are sensitive, one of our other pillars is being sensitive to sin and suffering, that's our core. Yeah, because people aren't sensitive any anymore to sin and suffering. I'm gonna have Jacob in a second share all about that. And the last was we want to build community. Yep, which that's where they're gonna be taken care of. So, so that's our mission and vision with those four pillars. And we want to change the world. I want to. Only Christ can do that. But I, I said yes to Christ and. <laughs> He wants us to be set on fire to change the world, each and every one of us. That's great. Yeah, our, our vision here at Damascus is to bring revival to the church in America. And it's beautiful. You, when, you, when, you, when you set your sights on something big, man, you, I, I can promise you're never going to sit back and say, I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> never. You're going to know your nothingness every day. But Jacob could share his story about this core of, of our pillars is uh, being sensitive to sin and suffering. Because right now, people aren't sensitive. They run from it. Yeah. Because we're afraid especially in the church, because there is a lot of suffering. Yeah. There is a lot of, of death. There is a lot of uh, discouragement, addiction, abuse, whatever. But we want to hit it head on. And Jacob can share his beautiful story about how he's accepted Christ in his life. Yeah. Jacob, thanks, man. <clears throat> yeah, no problems. Yeah, so um, I'm a second-year missionary with Heart as Nails, and um, one of my greatest struggles in life, one of my greatest challenges and sufferings I've pushed through is when I was 16 years old, um, my parents brought me into a room and my mom began to cry. And she told me that um, when I was a baby, my biological father had actually left my family. 
and um, it was hard, and it was a struggle, and I was in the middle of high school as a sophomore in high school and going into my junior year, and um, instead of facing my, my sufferings and my challenges, I stuffed it, and I was scared to, to tell my family, and I was scared of my suffering. I was. Um, and when I was 18 years old, um, God really got me through this. I had a conversion, and um, I ended up applying to become a missionary at Heart as Nails. And through this charism, I went home um, after my first year as a missionary. We have a break for Christmas break. And after my, uh, my break, I went home, and I was on the car ride with my mom for two hours back home. And um, I got to cry with my mom for the first time in my life. And I got to share with her my sufferings and how it really affected me in my life. And um, it was through the sensitivity to, to my sin and my suffering that I've been through and my mother's suffering that this changed my life. And God used that as a gift for me. And um, it's really a grace, and I'm grateful for that because without my suffering, I'd never be this close to God. And I'd never be this close to my family and my friends. And I'd never be this sensitive. And um, I used to be a hard-hearted kid, and I'd pick on people in school and my family members, even my mom and my dad. And now, um, with this charism of heart as nails and this formation, just like Damascus and how like Jesus like going after the lost sheep, like God has given me the sensitivity to care for that lost sheep yeah. and go after that kid who needs it because there's so many people suffering with that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one of the things that we teach our missionaries here, thank you, Jacob, for sharing that, yep. is that um, in order to effectively like, communicate the gospel into somebody's life, in order, to, in order to, be, uh, to have permission to actually speak in a way that, that, that carries authority, that you have to you have to be formed in relationship that 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 we we gain permission through our heart through compassion, and that it sounds like just just what you're saying that that it's it's through a heart for compassion it's through sensitivity that that we actually gain the permission to actually to to hand something on to communicate the gospel to somebody and to bring them into the heart of Jesus that's so cool, yeah. um, Justin how do you how do you communicate how how do you how does this how do you teach and form your missionaries to carry on this way of life? Well, we have a seven-week uh, formation that's high intensity where they're really not going out to do any events. They're really not working on really any projects, but maybe one or two. Yeah. And they really dive into it. And we have a whole book. It's over 100 pages uh, that they're going in and out of. And we really want them to be formed in three evangelical virtues. Yeah. I remember I went to... Uh, Dr. Hani asked me to give a talk to his his board. Uh, Could you imagine that? So, so he uh, he asked me because he said, "What would you talk to us about?" If you shared with my board, I said, "Oh, I talk about the three evangelical virtues." And he said, uh, "Well, what are they?" Because I never heard of them. And I go, "Because we made them up." And, uh, and so, <laughs> but but the theological virtues are faith, hope, and love, like we know, right? And those are the, the theological virtues are the ones that we're all called to live. And the cardinal mm-hmm. virtues, right, fortitude, justice, temperance, right, they're the ones that are called to help us, mm-hmm. help us to live out the theological virtues. But right now in our church, more than ever in America, we need three virtues that they're formed in on a daily basis that are going to help bring people back into the fold to want faith, hope, and love, mm-hmm. to want the cardinal virtues to learn. So we form them and train them in courage, authenticity, and obedience. When I told mm-hmm. Dr. Hannes, he goes, hmm. And so then he started Bible, <laughs> he started Bible crunching and doing all these things. Hmm, yes, 2 Timothy 1, 7. I'm like, wow, right, holy cow. And he goes, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but of power, love, and self-control. Yeah. And he goes, the power, the power is the courage, the love is the authenticity. 
and the obedience is the self control. I'm like, wow, that guy knows some things. <laughs> and uh, it was very helpful for me, and it, it sobered me. But we really form them in those virtues, and we give them chances to live that out. Yeah. And so, really, they're formed in seven weeks to do that and have more formation throughout the year. Yep, that's that's, that's awesome. Um, and Jacob, you've been with Hard as Nails. Is this your second year? Yep, correct. It's okay. a one year commitment, and then um, I came back for a second year. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know. Theory and strategy is great, but where I, I want to hear some of the fruit. Tell me, tell me some yeah. of the story. We were talking earlier. Noah and I were sharing about um, th- that that gospel message that Jesus leaves the ninety nine behind and goes and finds the one. One of the things that inspires me so much about Hard as Nails is that you guys are truly seeking students who, I, you know, for all intents and purposes, would probably be the one. They'd probably mm-hmm. be the one that's left behind because they're not the ones that the church is equipped to minister necessarily. Um, and the, you know these are the ones and, and Justin you, you share it in your testimony all the time you were the one who who you know uh, wasn't these aren't the easy kids these aren't the ones that are coming to youth group on their own free will you know if they get there it's because there's a there's a, a guy or a girl they're chasing or you know these are the ones that it, it it's, it's struggle to be in relationship with and, mm-hmm. and, and to love but you know that's where the fruit that's where the greatest fruits from so jake could you just give me some share some of your favorite I stories i got one about, for you go for it <laughs> all right i was thinking the first one, the first one popped in my mind yeah so we were um in new jersey this all boys school called don bosco prep love those events those are great and we were going and we were doing we do like an intro with the events where we do like pre-evangelization with the kids we like play games with them we have fun yeah and we just blast music we go with them all boys school so we're one of the persons running the mic was like, oh, go ahead, shove somebody next to you. And I walk up to this kid, and I, and I shove him. And he looks me in the eyes. He's like, oh, I'll kill you. And I was like, yep, 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 yep. And I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And I was like, all right, so I shove him again. And I was like, oh, get back in the game. And it turns out, after the event, the kid, he sat through the event. And this kid was like a baseball player, football player. And um, I call him every other week now. And he's in our follow-up yeah. program. That's awesome. And I talked with him every other week, and he was, like, suffering a couple months ago. He was suffering. He had pneumonia, and he was in bed, and he was just alone, and he felt like nobody was caring for him. But, like, we were there for him. Yeah. And, like, even through that, like, we pushed past that. Like, he said he wanted to kill me. But now I'm calling him. And, like, yeah. it was that. It was that one wow. kid that, like, okay, if that normally would happen to someone, they'd probably be like, okay, this kid has problems, whatever. But, like, <laughs> but, like no. Like, I call this kid, and I care for him now. And it's like, yeah. like yeah. Jesus is there for him in that. You know? Yeah, it's and like it was, Paul. Paul was blinded by the light, and, and this kid was shoved into the light. So that's, that's, how I like it. Yes. that's good. That's good. Yes, Noah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. That's good. That's good. Um, cool, Justin. Could you could you give us a little background about for those of our, our listeners who aren't familiar with Hard as Nails? Kind of where where did it come from? Um, uh, what, what was what was what was the inspiration in your heart? What was the the moment where you encountered Jesus that 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 inspired you to? put your life on mission like this? Well, I, I gave my life to Christ at 17, and I just really started living the faith. For, for many of you that might know, or some of you that don't know me, uh, Father Larry Richards is my junior religion teacher. Yeah. So we battled, and I had a conversion. So I set stage, I want to go live the faith, and I want to do this every day. I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. <laughs> and then I was a, a religion teacher. Uh, I just got married. I was a religion teacher. And the, the, do you ever do you ever wonder who's foolish enough to hire someone like that? <laughs> yes, I mean, come on, I mean, seriously, seriously, God help these people. But, and we, I mean, it was God was doing beautiful things. We had 150, 200 kids every week at our yeah. you know campus ministry program. So 
15, 20% of the school was going there. But I knew that wasn't what I was called to. Yeah. I knew I was called to go into the deep, to cast out the net, and to win souls for him and then get them back, back into the church. And I knew that was on my heart since day one when I gave my heart to Jesus. And I get called down to the office because I was preaching. And I get called down to the office. And the principal, the president at the time, who's about, he's like a giant, right? Yeah. And he weighed <laughs> 400 and something pounds. And he calls me down. He's like, for uh, Fatika, what are you doing uh, in your classroom? <laughs> I go, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm, I'm winning souls. He's like, we didn't hire you to be Billy Graham. <laughs> we hired you to be a religion teacher. And uh, I had no clue who Billy Graham was because I wasn't in my age bracket. So I end up looking him up online. And I'm like, this guy's great. <laughs> and so like that day, I was like, I'm not called to the classroom. I'm called to evangelize. And then that's where Hard as Nails bore out of. And the reason it's called Hard as Nails is because we do speak to kids in public schools. Like, very few ministries can tell you that they go into public schools. Yeah. But some of our missionaries came from public schools. Yeah. Like, one of the missionaries that we had who came and visited you at Damascus this week, she came from a public school. So Uh we impact kids at public schools. And Hard as Nails is about, like, going to that lost sheep, going to that person, like you said, Whoever was like, there's no way. We go impact the St. Paul's, the Saul's, and we mm-hmm. make them into St. Paul's. So yeah. that, 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 and I've never looked back. And I think it's beautiful that you say that because sometimes I forget yeah. like that the charism is still fitting with my own conversion. So I appreciate that, Aaron, that you say that. Yeah, amen. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's an inspiring story. I love it. it there's, there's, you know, the, the story of Christianity is one from, from encounter with Jesus leading to a life of transformation. Amen. And um, that's what that's what the show's about. And uh, and and praise the Lord. Thank you guys for visiting us here today. It's so exciting. Leah, you are a missionary with uh, Hard as Nails as well. Yes. Hi. Can, can you tell us your story? Yeah. So my story begins when I was a little girl. So I was about two and a half years old, and my parents noticed a drift in my left eye, and they took me to the doctors, and I was diagnosed with a rare form of eye cancer called retinoblastoma. And so I quickly underwent treatment. I My family traveled out of state to the Will's Eye Hospital that I was at in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I underwent about six rounds of chemotherapy, and then my cancer went away, but then it came back. And it came back a lot, a lot stronger. You know, it was growing, it was spreading. And so we kept fighting. And so I had over 26 surgeries and many rounds of radiation. And, you know, it was still there. We were still still going through that. And then they put a radioactive isotope on my left eye. And that killed all the cancer cells. But it also took my vision. So I'm completely blind in my left eye. Mm-hmm. And so... That became my normal, you know, fighting cancer became my normal. And it, you know, cancer was hard, you know, the battle, but it's the after effect that not many people see, you know, it's when you're, when you're alone and you're doing it and, you know, the door is closed, like that's really where the battlefield is, you know, fight, fighting yourself and then fighting, you know, peers and people not understanding and learning disabilities and migraines and, you know, every little thing you have to find your own normal for everything. Mm -hmm. And... But, you know, God really, he really carried me through that. He really gave me my family. He gave me my faith. He gave me hard as nails. And he gave me like a community that taught me that, you know, I'm more than cancer and that I don't have to identify with my cancer. There's more to Leah than the girl who is sick all the time and in the hospital. Yeah. 
Leah, you do such a great job communicating your your testimony. Your, your, what do you what 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 do you guys call your your three minutes? Yes, three minutes of power. Three minutes of power. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <pretty laughs> yes. Um, can you can, t- tell me about someone whose life's been transformed through through that through the love that you've been able to show in that way? Yes, definitely. So, well, as we were talking about um, our public school events and they yeah. send the charism through there, I had a, a great encounter with uh, one of the girls in Louisiana. Yeah. And she was from a public school. And, you know, she came up to me after one of the events and we we're talking. And I invited her and said, Hey, you should come to the event at the local church tonight. She's like, Oh, well, are you going to be there? And I said, Yeah, I'll be there. Like, come on, you should come. And so she comes. And, you know, I see her in the crowd at this event and Mm -hmm. I go and I sit with her and I'm sitting there and she's like, are you going to share your story again? (laughs) And I go, yeah, I'm going to share my story again tonight. And so, you know, I go up there, it's my turn and, you know, I share and then I sit back down and something just overcame her and she just started bad mouthing me in a way that I was not expecting at a church event. And it it was that rejection that we talked earlier about. And, you know, and not just me, but then my missionary friends and saying, you know, Oh, well that's not true. And that healing in your life. And then she's like, Oh, well I'm only here because I'm into you and you know, I'm this and this. And can, I was making fun of you this whole event and just sitting there with her. And I was just able to listen to her, not judge her, not tell her that, Oh, you're wrong. And you don't know me, but just really just to sit and be a friend to her. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I've been given so many beautiful relationships at heart is nails. And you know, that girl who left the Catholic school because she got hurt and left because she didn't feel like she had a friend. And I was able to be that for her. She ended up, that night giving her life to Christ. Yeah. And I wow. asked her, I'm like, do you really believe all this that you're saying? But no, she was really just hurt. And that's, yep. and it, she was speaking from that hurt. But that night she went to confession for the first time yeah. in wow. years. And her dad actually came to pick her up and she walked out and she told her dad to stay in the car because she knew that there was more to her life and yeah. there was more, there was more to her story than the pain and, and the abuse that she was actively going through. And she said that she's like, she found hope that night. And, you know, she still is in our follow-up program, just as like what Jake was talking about. And I still call her and, and, you know, she's participating now in mass and really getting involved with her faith. So, yeah. Yeah. Praise God. That's that's incredible. Unbelievable. (laughs) That's a a great story. missionaries, man. Yeah. uh, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. It's humbling. Yeah. Dan and I, so, uh, as our listeners know, Dan and I um, kind of have, have been on the ground floor of this Damascus organization since since the inception. And um, at, at this point, all the testimonies I share are the ones that my missionaries <laughs> are exactly, accomplishing. Right? That's unbelievable. <laughs> so, so praise good. the Lord. Thank you, Leah, for sharing that. Thank you. Um, Justin, how long has Hard as Nails been in active ministry? So it's been 17 years. Praise We're the working Lord. towards our 20th celebration, 20th year celebration. We're yeah, really wow. excited for that. And... Uh, it's just humbling uh, to know that, you know, God could use us, you know, like, like that we could be an encouragement to somebody, that we could listen as Leah's done so well, because really, that is what Jesus was talking about in the Good Shepherd parable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's saying, okay, you listened to all the other 99, now that they're getting it, and sure, they need to change a little bit, and we'll get to them. But there's somebody that nobody listened to. Yeah. yeah, And I think that that's what we have to start with if we want to live the gospel and we want to 
Because people think you got to have the encounter with an event, but you can do it in your everyday life. Yeah. You know, just listen to someone. You know, sometimes I'll just go up to people, random people, or maybe I'll go up to somebody I know a little bit in the community and go, how's your dad? And they're like struck, like, why is he asking me about my dad? Like, no, because I just care. And I'm like, oh, man, my dad's hurting. Or, oh, my dad's doing great. I haven't called him in a while. But when's the last time we worried about who somebody is? One time I was at an event, and I was preaching. And they, sometimes when I'm close to the school, they'll share their stories, you know, if I'm there two or three years in a row. And so I'm in L.A. doing this, this event. This kid comes down and goes, I want to share my story. And he says, my dad died. He said, not only my dad died, but the day before my dad died, I said, I hate you, Dad. And then he said, not only my dad died, he hung himself. The whole crowd was hushed. I don't know why I said this. I listened to the kid. I said, who's your best friend? Hmm. And, and the crowd's like, what is, what is he doing? <laughs> he just shared his dad hung himself. Your yeah. folks on his best friend. And he goes, oh, my best friend's Jose. I go, come here, Jose. I go, I got a few questions for you. He's like, oh, what's that? He goes, is this your best friend? He goes, yeah. I go, I got a question for you. What sport does he play? He goes, oh, he plays soccer. I go, what position? He goes, midfielder. I go, is he a nice kid or a mean kid? He goes, a nice kid. Does he get good grades? He goes, yeah, all A's and B's. He's looking at me. Why are you asking all these questions? I go, this is your best friend. I've only known this kid for 40 minutes. Did you know about his dad? <laughs> this kid, sophomore in high school, tears start running down his eyes. I said, this is... Time to be a man today. Look at me. Did you know about his dad? And he's crying. He goes, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't. I go, gentlemen, we know more about what sports people play than who their mom and dad are. So I just ask all of you, if you want to give an encounter to somebody, be like Christ. Care about people's moms, dads, sisters, brothers. Listen to them, and you can change the world. Wow. Ah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And Justin, one of the one of the things that I think has really defined your ministry and something that has been such a blessing to me, even in my own life, has just been your heart towards rejection, right? That even Leah was sharing that, that there was a girl who invited <laughs> her so to a I know. I can tell you, I'm more proud of her about that story than all her stories. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. A girl invites her to an event and then starts actively rejecting her in the event. And, and, and just the ways in which you guys deal with rejection, but not only deal with it, actually use it as a redemptive work uh, of Christ. And so I'd love for you to just share a little bit about um, that, that such an important piece of your ministry, which is rejection. Well, it came to me in my own life because uh, it's anything that the gospel teaches you, it has to be personal. You know, I gave my life to Christ. The, the mission started really kicking off, growing. Mm-hmm. And then I had an HBO movie on my life. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking, man, people are going to be changed. Now, all of the... All of the people who are like the pagans, the, the one, the chef, they're loving me. Atheists are saying, oh, you're the best. You know, it's like all the... And then people from the church started struggling with me uh, for, you know, many, you know, probably good reasons. And uh, so, and I started being rejected. And I started internalizing it hmm. and going, this hurts. And all of a sudden I thought about like, am I really following Jesus I asked God, am I a disciple of Christ? Because a lot of us think when we're praised, we're a disciple. And that's what I measured my success on, that if I'm praised, I'm a disciple. Yeah. And I started looking at Paul, and I started looking at Jesus. I'm like, wow, Jesus only had three people at his funeral. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> And they started like, I'm like, whoa, this is the gospel. I'm really living it. This is great. So like 
it gave me hope. Like, it gave, I was like, and I started, I started getting excited about it. Like, you can be rejected. Then I read the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For there's the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. There's the kingdom of heaven. And I started saying, this is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Mm. To lay your life down. My father told me when I was a kid, the two things that matter in life, that you be a man of your word, which I do my best to be. And he said, you remember your family's name. The hardest thing for me to do is that when people said my name, sometimes it would make people look bad. And that was hard for me. But it was the greatest experience of my life, and it's transformed the most lives. And that's how you care about the lost sheep. You have to care about the rejection and not spank yourself for it, right? But Mm. use it as as a gift to share with other people. Boast of your weaknesses. That's what Paul said. That's wild. And Man, what a a great perspective. I I think so many times... um, you know, in in ministry, the moment the moment that the people were trying to serve, uh, kind of orient themselves in criticism, is the moment we shut down and and consider the battle lost, right? And uh, I, I heard an inspiring message about John seventeen, the seventeenth gospel or the seventeenth chapter of the Gospel of John is when Jesus is praying his prayer for unity, and a lot of times, um, a, a lot of times we we interpret that message to mean that. You know, God's so disheartened by the separation in the church since the Reformation and that Jesus wants to bring unity back to the church. And, and praise the Lord, I, I know he does. I know he wills that. Um, but Jesus wasn't speaking to a divided church when he was praying to unity, for unity. He was speaking to a Christian community that was, that was one, that was small, that was integrated. And he was praying that we all might be one, that our family would be one. And, and I wonder if we could just adopt that message into our ministries, what could change? If we could adopt that message into our parishes, into our families, right? What would change? Uh, it's so good. Um, Noah, you were sharing earlier, and I, I want to give you maybe a chance as our, as our, our guest co-host today to, uh, to share your experience with, with Hard as Nails and how you met these guys and, and what, what that's been life and how, that, how that's impacted you. Yeah, definitely, Aaron. So, Actually, growing up, um, I was a part of an amazing Catholic family, and uh, I was actually blessed. At the time, I thought it was a curse, but I was blessed <laughs> to be invited. Your um, face always said that, too. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Get me I did not know the joy of the Lord yet. <laughs> but we, uh, we were invited to go to this place called Catholic Family Land, and when I heard those three words together, it scared me, and, and again, it made me not want to go at all, but... We, my mom got us all in the car, eventually rallied us all into the car, and we got to this place called Catholic Family Land. And that was the first time I met Justin, and I saw him walking toward me, towards me, and I, I immediately got scared. Um, and then, and then, uh, Which is a normal human reaction. <laughs> yes, yes if you see Justin. Well. <laughs> yeah, if you see Justin, you may have the same reaction. Don't worry, he's, he's a nice guy. But I, he, I saw him starting to walk towards me, and I said, oh, no, this is, this is going to be interesting. But what Justin didn't know at that time was that, that my father was actually – uh, about 10 months prior to that, diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And so I was in my, my really a time in my life where I was running. I was running from the reality that I had a father at home that was suffering and I couldn't do anything about it. And uh, just all these different things that are going on as an eighth grader uh, in my mind, is God real? Is, if God is real, then why is this happening to me? All these questions that I think a lot of people deal with in that type of situation. And one thing Justin did that really... I think in that time transformed my life and, and saw me, or rather I saw uh, the world in, in a different light was that he did not run away with me, that he actually looked at me and he faced the problem head on and said, no, I know what you're going through 
and this is this is a time of suffering in your life, but I want you to know this suffering uh, isn't just for nothing. That actually yeah. Jesus meets you in this suffering, and um, I'm going to show you that by meeting you there too. Not just it wasn't just a message from Justin saying, "Yeah, Jesus meets you there, and Jesus is a good guy," and then he walks away. It was it was that he confronted me head on, and he said, "Jesus is here with you." And I'm going to show you that he's here with you because I'm going to be here with you. And it was such a transformative uh, just time of my life and, yeah. and seeing that. And I did. I continued my wayward ways after that and in a little bit. But when I had my – about two years later, I had a powerful encounter with Christ, and I couldn't help but be brought to that time in my life when, when I had someone there for me in, in Justin. And so it was such a blessing uh, to have a man like Justin walk with me um, yeah. in that season. Ah, oh, that's so cool. And that was one of the most beautiful times in my ministry because I got to hear his dad yeah. share his story. And he shared his story with, you know, 150 kids. And almost every kid like, came up to hug him, right? And, like, and I think that that's like was the love of the Father, like to give, you that, give people that moment that there is goodness that can come out of a tough time. And, so, and I just love your family so much, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's great. You know, we um, here at Damascus, we, we we form our missionaries in our in our five missionary mindsets, and the, the the final of our missionary mindsets, which is hilarious to talk about, is that we are committed to being toilet plungers. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's funny to write that on a legal document. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we're committed to living a life as a toilet plunger. What does that mean? It means that. Um, every day when we see a mess, we know that, you know, we, we're the ones who are tasked with cleaning it up, um, that, that we're not going to leave, we're not going to leave a job for somebody else to finish it. And, and that, 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 that's why our campus is beautiful because we pick up the trash. That's also why our campus is healthy because when we see someone suffering, we dive in and, uh, and there's so many times, you know, I face it every day, the temptation to see someone suffering and be like, man, that's a mess. And I, I don't have time right now. Or, uh, that's a mess and I'm ill-equipped to handle this or that's a mess and I don't have the words or, um, or this is going to drag me down or, or I've got better, th- you know, w- whatever your excuse, um, we can come up with a million of them to avoid the basic human interaction that Jesus designed us for, which is, which is the love with our heart. Amen. 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 Um, great. We're going to take a short break, friends, and I hope you've been inspired by by the show so far. Uh, at, at, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about kind of the next, you know, what what we see Hard as Nails Ministries doing these days and how you can get involved. Um, they've been a, they've been a transformative ministry, uh, and and Justin's been a transformative witness in my life, and um, has has truly been a blessing to to us in the formation of Damascus and even in the the formation of our missionaries. So. Um, we're so blessed to to continue to dive into that fruit with you, man. And sure. um, uh, to all our listeners, we're uh, we're excited to catch you back after the break. We'll be back shortly. Remember, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. We'll be right back in just a moment. God bless. Want the latest pro-life news? Want it delivered? Sign up. It's free. EWTN Pro-Life Weekly, your source for everything happening now in the fight to protect the sanctity of human life. New episodes delivered every week to your inbox. So if you really want to know, sign up today. Go to EWTN.com forward slash pro-life today.
A 12th century cathedral in southwestern France robbed of chalices and other religious items after a gang rammed open the door of the church yesterday morning. Pope Francis says the faithful can build bridges instead of aggression by asking for help from the Holy Spirit. Senior Vatican sources tell the Catholic News Agency that a controversial Vatican investment in a London property development was financed with borrowed money, not with Vatican funds. News headlines you can have faith in weekdays at the top of the hour on EWTN Radio. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus. This has been a great show today, Noah. I'm, I'm so excited. Encou- uh, Be- Beyond Damascus is where encounter meets mission. And um, once again, Beyond Damascus is carried uh, across the global, global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. It's a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN. And we're recording here today at the Damascus Media Studio. And um, we're so excited to have uh, Justin and Leah and Jacob with, with Heart as Nails Ministries um, here today. It's been a blast. Uh, Justin, I, I, love, I love the story of what you guys do. I love the heart of what you do. And I love seeing ministries succeed. Yeah, and, and you guys are growing um, every day. Your impact. Do, do you keep numbers of how many kids you've, you've ministered to over the years? Oh, it's, over, it's in the millions now. So. Oh, praise God. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So, I wow. love that. Yeah. Um, Tens of thousands every year. So yeah. God help us. Tell, t- tell us, tell us what's, what's next for Hard as Nails. What, is, what are some of the projects you're passionate about and excited about? And how can we get involved? Well, number one, all of you out there can go to rememberyouramazing.com, and uh, if you reach out, um, we can send you a free Bible. You know, one of our great initiatives is we're the largest free distributor of Bibles in the nation. That's Uh, that's The American Bible Society, you know, uh, said that uh, to us, which is really humbling, and and we will give out probably over 20,000 Bibles this year, and it's just for free. (laughs) And so if you want to call our office, you know... You, just, uh, you pay for the shipping and handling, we'll give you the free Bible. So that's basically what it is. And I, I just can't believe that. So that's one way that right now you could call and, and, and get a Bible. The other, the other thing we do is we have uh, something growing, which is so beautiful, is our, our Heart as Nails passion groups. And schools do this, churches do this, people do it. They can do it with just in their homes. Yeah. They can do it in their parishes. Uh, they just notify us that, the, that they're doing it, and we can know how they're using it. That's really all, all the way it is. And it's three questions. What, what is your greatest challenge uh, what do you, in your life right now? What are you grateful for? And what do you need prayers for? And then they read the upcoming gospel of the Sunday coming up, and then they um, reflect on it with the two people, the eight people, the 15 people. And we've just seen such fruit. The schools that do this after we leave and it's just a way to, to have a combine. And actually, we have a few Knights of Columbus that do that. Could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> Pancrate breakfast this week. And, uh, we have $492 in the... Uh, but what should we use that for? And let's do passion. What do you... What do, what do you could you imagine? Could you imagine if every Knights of Columbus <laughs> had passion? Like, and, and that's what it is. It's not a, it's not a program. It's yeah. any ministry can use this. And we want to... Our hope is that every ministry, it'll become like a novena at Daily Mass. They'll go, passion. Oh, Lord Jesus, my greatest challenge is this. I'm grateful for this, and I need prayers for this. I believe it could change the church. And so Father Peter John Cameron, who we hired on uh, two years ago, he helped me initiate this. So it's really exciting. That's great. That's so cool. And um, would would you recommend the website if people want to get involved? Yeah, rememberyouramazing.com. 
with the apostrophe if you're not a grammar person. <laughs> so don't put the apostrophe in there because you can't, all right? So, <laughs> but the bottom is rememberyouramazing.com, and it's a way to remember. I remember somebody, uh, we saved somebody's life through a miracle. Like they want to end their lives at Panera Bread, and they basically said, I- I'm not going to end my life. It's like a miracle. And I told her, she goes, how do I get a hold of you? I said, remember your amazing dog. And she's like, no, really. How do you <laughs> I go, no. I say, no. So, That's awesome. So, yeah. so check out Heart as Neil's Ministries at, at rememberyouramazing.com. And I would just encourage our listeners, too, if, if, if what, what Justin's been speaking about, if what Jacob and Lee have been witnessing to today has been inspiring to you, um, get involved, support them. If, if, if you're even feeling a call in your heart for how to get engaged and how to serve, um, check them out. Remember that in, uh, an honest encounter with God, an authentic encounter with God always leaves the mission. And, and, and maybe this is one way that, that God's calling you to get involved. That could be fun. Um, guys, I, I, I want to I make some time for prayer as we, as we close up today's show. So, uh, I, you know, listeners, I, I hope that today there's been um, something that's been uh, a fire that's been lit in your heart. You know, I, I know it is for me. When I get pushed out of my comfort zone in, in ministering the gospel, it's challenging and it's intimidating, but it, but it makes me feel alive, right? It, it reminds me that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the Savior, that, 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 I need to, that I need to grow, I need to learn, I, I need to be formed, I need, I need to love, and that ultimately I need to put myself in a place in, in relationship with God where I can rely on Him as the source and the strength of, of everything I am, of compassion, of power, of faith. That, that, that God's the source from which all things come. You know, um, I, I, I just know that, 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 that listening here on the show today, there are, um, there are individuals who are, who, are, who are hungry and who are hurting after the fact that, you know, you consider yourself a failure in this area of evangelization. And I believe that the Lord has a word to speak to you today that, uh, that, that now is the time. And, and that now's the time for you, to, for you to change things around. Now's the time for you to take an opportunity to say yes to that prompting that God's placed on your heart time and time again and to be ready to respond. So uh, friends, uh, if, if you're listening to today's show, I want you to be here with us sharing your testimony of how compassion, of how sensitivity to the gospel, of how sensitivity to others suffering um, led you to a place of extraordinary impact in your family, in your friends, in your parish, in your workplace, and, uh, and it's not beyond any one of us. Um, so we want to pray with you right now. Um, so get, get in a safe place to, to, to pray and to receive prayer, and I pray that our hearts would just be open. Um, let's go ahead and begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we love you. We love you, and we want to love with your heart. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would give us the heart of your Son. I pray that you'd take away our hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh that we would love your children like you love them, that we would see them like you see them, not with eyes of judgment, but with eyes of incredible compassion. Right now, I know you're maybe in your car or listening at your home, but you're, you're probably maybe somebody out there that's lonely. If that, you're that person that's lonely right now, God's saying that you were meant to listen to this right now because he wanted to encourage you to let you know that, that you're not alone and that Christ is in your suffering. If you're that person out there that, that, that's saying to themselves, oh man, my son's suffering with an addiction or my daughter, she doesn't know how to get through a depression. God's got a way out and the way out is, is through this prayer right now. 
I pray right now that, that God may fill you, that no matter where you're at right now, that you may know you have a God that loves you, that believes in you, that encourages you right now, that lets you know how proud he is of you, that, yeah. that he cares for you. We pray right now that if you're in that moment right now, or even if you're in that moment that you want to give up and say, uh, I'm done with my faith, or I'm done with the church. No, today's the day to say no. God wants you to take that, that feeling of loneliness and go share that with somebody. Say, I feel lonely right now, but God brought someone, brought this radio show brought this moment right now. God brought this moment for you to say, yes, I'm lonely, but God is there for me. Go share that with someone. Go share with your family, your friends that you are struggling, but God is there. And I pray that in the name of Jesus that you'll realize that God is there for you in this moment right now. And if you believe that, Pray in your heart right now. Say, God, rescue me. I'm just a beggar. Lord, please help me. Just ask him. And if you ask him, he'll respond and say, I'm proud of you. I love you. I believe in you. We can do this. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. And I just, I thank you that um, right now you're just showing so many people who are listening to this what it means to step into gratitude. Just what, what the real definition of gratitude is. The Lord's just saying, I feel like the Lord's saying right now that uh, such a practical way to step out of what you're experiencing, such a practical way of just stepping out of of the different things that are going on in your life right now is gratitude. And so, yeah, I just saw, I saw some people just in their cars, just being down after a day's work, just being down mm-hmm. uh, and just feeling down and out. And, and the Lord saying to you, what are you grateful for? What are you, uh, what are you, what can you celebrate in your life right now? Because when you celebrate something in your life, you're giving acknowledgement that that he that God is doing something in your life, and so celebration is just the acknowledgement of God's presence in your life. And I feel like there's some people in here that needed to to hear that. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We thank love you, Jesus. You. We love you. Um, one of the things we, we we you know we love to pray in faith. We love to pray like Jesus teaches us to pray. We love to pray that that God would bring healing to every heart, um, and that God would ultimately bring healing to every body. Right. But but one of the ways that one of the ways that we pray is is that we know um, we know and we know and we know and, and we and we preach it with our life that our suffering is never wasted. And um, you know, friends, if if any of you are listening today and 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 suffering has been a burden for you, and um, or pain has been a burden for you, abuse has been a burden for you, neglect has been a burden for you, loneliness has been a burden for you. I, I, I want to speak the, the truth that, that the Lord Jesus can, and he alone, can bring grace from that suffering. He can bring healing from that suffering. That, that suffering is that gift that you have to, to bear that you and Jesus have in common. And that, and, that, and that the Lord says today that if you would offer this to me and let me redeem it, that you'd be stronger than you could ever imagine. So uh, we pray this all in Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Jesus, we love you, and, uh, and, and, and we honor you. Let us live your example by our lives. Friends, uh, thank you for joining us today. And once again, you can learn more about Justin and Hard as Nails Ministries at rememberyouramazing.com. And if you want to check out uh, the work that's happening here at Damascus, that one's easy too. It's damascus.net. Um, Thank you for joining us on today's show. Uh, we, we, hope that, we hope that Beyond Damascus can be a show for you and for your family for a, for a long time in the future where, where you can tune in here and you can see your life transformed. 
Uh, you can you can follow up on this show. Uh, you can download it Beyond Damascus wherever podcasts can be found and downloaded. You can check us out at the at the Saint Gabriel website or at EWTN. And remember, uh, Beyond Damascus is a co production of Saint Gabriel and EWTN Radio and carried across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. We will catch you next week. God bless you. Have a great week.